Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Here we go. It's great to have you in. We're absolutely packed today, and I am psyched about today's show. I don't usually say that at the beginning because I feel like I should be psyched about every show. but. It it it's different today. Uh, welcome in Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido. Matt Catarizzolo joining me always as he does on a Friday. Um, Matt, we are six days away from Christmas in April, and I could not be more excited. I really, I, I really am not, dude. I am very excited. I don't remember the last. I really don't remember the last draft. I was this. Hype for I was this hype for I feel like I say that every year it just like keeps getting better and better and better mm-hmm. um but okay uh before we get started I do want to remind you that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American betting experts one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States what we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners so here's what you do you go to our website LandryFootball.com that is LandryFootball.com Click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state, such as BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. You sign up, and you instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet bet it's that easy again go to landryfootball.com that is landryfootball.com click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from american betting experts that is american betting experts okay um we've got a live mock draft again this is going to be the last opportunity to do it so we're going to take it um we got a live mock draft coming up in about eight or so minutes seven eight minutes um but before we do that, uh, just some general draft scenario stuff, okay? Matt, I tweeted out yesterday, and I think this is i think this is the situation. Most people are going to say now that the draft is going to start at four because one, two, and three are going to be quarterbacks. We just don't know necessarily which ones. We have a good feel. Trevor Lawrence is going to go to Jacksonville at number one. That's set in stone. We're pretty sure that Zach Wilson is going to go to the Jets at number two. Um, and then number three, San Francisco is kind of a wild card. They're going to pick one of the three. I think it's going to end up being Mac Jones. I've switched. I thought it was Trey Lance, but I think it's going to be Mac Jones now. Um, uh, and pretty much the draft starts with Atlanta at number four because they could also take a quarterback, but they could also not take a quarterback and take somebody like Kyle Pitts. So here's the interesting thing. Um, I think that what Atlanta does is entirely reliant on what San Francisco does because I think it depends on what quarterback San Francisco takes. So let's say, for example, okay, because I don't think San Francisco's interested in Justin Fields. I just don't, I don't get that feeling. Okay. I think San Fran takes Mac Jones. If San Francisco takes Mac Jones, I think the Falcons will take Trey Lance. And the reason I'm saying that is because Terry Fontenot, their new GM, has publicly come out and said that he loves Trey Lance. He loves Trey Lance. And he's the only quarterback that I've seen 
Atlanta have interest in? Now, the the interesting part of that is, is that Arthur Smith, their new head coach, really likes Matt Ryan. So I think the attitude in their front office at this point is, okay, if Trey Lance is there, we'll take him. But if Trey Lance gets taken by the San Francisco 49ers, we'll completely opt out of taking a quarterback altogether and we'll take Kyle Pitts. Because I don't think that they're obviously not going to trade up. I don't think I'm not getting the feeling that they're trading out because every, all, the reports are saying that Atlanta was showing initial interest of trading out, but they've made the asking price so ridiculously high that teams are saying, well, do you really want to trade out? Because that's just ridiculous. So I think it's either Kyle Pitts or Trey Lance at number four, and it entirely depends on what San Francisco does. What do you think? Yeah, it's interesting because a few months, uh, not even months, a few weeks ago, we were all saying like, oh, the Jets, the Jets are going to decide everything. You know, that was prior to the Sam Darnold trade. And now that Sam Darnold is gone, it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to select a quarterback. Like you said earlier, we just don't know who. Most likely it's Zach Wilson. I think it would be a pretty big shock if they did not take Zach Wilson until this point, just given all the speculation and all the rumors and everything that we've heard so far. Right. But now you're right. It's completely shifted to Atlanta. The first three picks are going to be quarterbacks. We'll see how that unfolds. But now in Atlanta, they, they, they restructured Matt Ryan's contract, right? So he is their quarterback at the very least for this, for the 2021 season. So moving forward, if Arthur Smith and Terry Fonda and the Atlanta Falcons want to draft a guy in a very, what's the word? A very coveted quarterback class like this draft. It's, it's, that's the thing for me. I don't think they were to let this opportunity slip away just because they they believe in Matt Ryan for a few more years. And I believe in Matt Ryan too. Matt Ryan can still be a productive quarterback in the in, in the NFL. It's not like he's washed. He's not, you know, 40, 41 years old. I still think he's top 10. Like yeah, the, the guy, Ryan's still really good. Right. He's been one of the most consistent quarterbacks throughout throughout his career. He's a former yeah. MVP, he's been to a Super Bowl. I mean, how many guys can you say that about that are still starting quarterbacks in the NFL? Not many. Correct. So I I think that is a very interesting thing to consider. Because if Atlanta wants to take advantage, they have a golden opportunity. If they want to take a quarterback, that's fine. There's no rule that says you have to play your quarterback that you draft in the first round immediately, right? right? And all all that stuff I said about Matt Ryan, that knowledge, that wisdom, that intelligence can all be passed down just from sitting down. You know, have, have Trey Lance or have Fields or whoever you end up drafting if they do take a quarterback. Have him sit on the bench. Have him learn behind Matt Ryan. Maybe have him take a few late-game snaps, uh, you know, late in the season. You know, if they're in a blowout, throw, throw them in. Who cares, right? That's how these quarterbacks learn and develop. It's a very the, – the, the Falcons have a very valuable asset in Matt Ryan in a lot of different ways other than just on-the-field production. Correct. So if they do end up drafting a quarterback – which wouldn't be a, that's not like a crazy decision, right? I don't think, yeah, I don't think anyone would be shocked if they took a guy like, like Trey Lance, if they take a quarterback, everyone is, everyone would be on the same page thinking, okay, listen, they're planning for the future. That's what NFL teams do. So I do think that uh, they are in a very tough position. However, I don't envy their decision-making process because they do have a pretty big decision. They could draft a quarterback and have their potential franchise quarterback after Matt Ryan to ha- to you know take the reins from him whenever he decides to hang it up, Correct. or they can have this gold jacket prospect and Kyle Pitts right in their fingertips fall into their lap and have one of the most loaded offensive arsenals in the league. It's 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 very tough, and it's just it's yet again another extremely unpredictable aspect of this year's top ten. Yeah, no, I, I everything that you just said I think is a hundred percent right. Um. It, I think everything, the entire, I I would say at least the top 10 is pretty predicated on what happens at number four, right? Because if Kyle Pitts comes off the board at number four, then I think the top 10 kind of slows down a little bit because that means Denver necessarily wouldn't have to trade up for a quarterback and teams can kind of just sit and take their wide receiver or take their offensive lineman and just be done with it, right? But let's say that the quarterback does come off the board. That means Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, I'm, this is just honest opinion here. I think if Kyle Pitts does not go number four, I think he slides a little. And it's not because I don't think he – I think Kyle Pitts is the second best player in the draft behind Trevor Lawrence. Like I, I, Kyle Pitts is unbelievable to me. Um, But 
I don't think the Bengals would take him. I think Miami wants to trade out more than anything. I, Miami, I think, wants to accumulate as many potential first-round picks as they possibly can. I think that's their game plan. So if they can siphon a first-round pick out of Denver or something like that so they can jump up and get Justin Fields or whoever, then I think they're going to do that before they take Kyle Pitts because I think they're more than happy with saying, you know what, we got Mike Kosicki at tight end. If we end up with Jalen Waddell at wide receiver, we're going to be just as happy. You know what I mean? Like Detroit's got TJ Hawkinson. Not sure they would go with him. The Panthers might, but they also need an offensive lineman. Like, it's a bunch of different scenarios. So Kyle Pitts, I don't think, has uh, the two perfect fits for Kyle Pitts, in my eyes, are Atlanta and Dallas. But the reality is, is that he's not going to fall all the way to Dallas at 10, very unlikely. And there could just be a team that says, listen, BPA, we're going to take the guy, and that's going to be it. So my point is, is that if, Atlanta does take the quarterback. I think it makes the first round, uh, uh, at least the top 10, a little bit more interesting because it heightens the level of urgency for teams that do need a quarterback. And I think you're going to see a lot more movement. I think you're going to see Denver try to make a move. Maybe New England tries to make a move. Chicago, Washington, those teams try to get up and we'll see these blockbuster deals, therefore causing some really talented skill position players and offensive linemen and guys like that fall to the later picks. You know, you you see guys like Rayshon Slater fall to the Chargers at 13 or something like that. You know what I mean? So you never know. But, um, okay, let's let's do this. So we've got Live mock right here. This is the last time we can do this before draft day. Draft day is Thursday. So um, we do it. We're doing it the way we usually do. Matt's got odds. I've got evens. Um, are we doing trades, Matt? We were supposed to establish this before, but I've tweaked the draft since we did it last time. I did not include trades. So I'm doing it as the order stands as of today. Okay. So. I didn't want to over I didn't want to overcomplicate anything. I just stuck with it. I moved some people around. That's fine. No, tra- no trades. Okay. You you can do trades if you if you want. That's totally cool. All right. I did I personally did not. We'll see where it goes. All righty. Matt, you got the number one pick. Yep, Lawrence. Next. It's the only one that <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, it's the only That's- one that does it's the only one that doesn't need any elaboration. You know what's so funny is like if you go on 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 any like CBS or you go on ESPN or Fox or whoever, whoever wrote a mock draft, the athletic and it, like you see these mock drafts and they don't even give you the description anymore. Cause it's yeah, just a waste it's of a, time. It's like it, the, the description will be like day 304 of Lawrence going number one to the Jags. Right. <laughs> It'll like, literally be just like, uh, Lawrence, okay. Like, so like that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. That's how set in stone uh, that pick is. So Trevor Lawrence goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars at number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the jets at number two. Again, this is another one where I think it's sort of set in stone. I'm going to take Zach Wilson out of BYU. And again, this is I, you and I said this before, Matt, before the show even started. I asked, how do you want to do this? Do you want to do it as, you know, do you what we think is going to happen or what we would do if we were the GM? Um, and you said, well, let's kind of do a healthy mixture of both. And I think that's kind of what this pick is. Zach Wilson will be Zach Wilson will be the pick, whether or not I will, whether or not I agree with it or not. Zach mm-hmm. Wilson to the Jets goes to two all right you got the Niners at three uh this is kind of another one that falls under that you know whole thinking process that you did I'm taking Matt Jones to the San Francisco 49ers okay smoke screen or no smoke screen there's too much noise around it there's too many things connecting Jones to Shanahan to Lynch to the Niners it's it's supposedly the guy that they traded up to get I personally See, it goes back to it. If you want to see what they want to do, I personally would not take Mac Jones if I was the 49ers. I would like to see them with Fields or Lance just because I would love to see what Shanahan could do with either one of them. But it's there's too much around Jones to the Niners. I just I think it happens. I think there's no way it doesn't. Yeah, see, I, I, I said this before, too. Mac Jones, I think, out of the three remaining, right, Fields, Lance, and Mac Jones, I think Mac Jones fits the worst. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's the least athletic. I think he might he might even have the least arm talent. Like it's just it to me, it doesn't really make sense. But San Francisco right now is enamored with the fact that he pretty much memorized their playbook already. He's like, they're like, this guy is so smart. We can't not take him. They think that's going to be dangerous, even though 
the way that I see it, I think Trey Lance in that San Francisco offense would be absolutely frightening. Yeah, and it's strange because Jones, I won't I won't dwell on this for too long, but Jones is like the build, his mechanics, the, the way he moves. Is it not kind of like what Jimmy Garoppolo is right now? That's what I said. That's pocket, what I said that week. Guy, not great mobility. <laughs> like are they it's like they're trading up for a guy that's pretty similar Jimmy to the G, guy they have right. there. It's pretty they're similar trading to the guy they have there, so. Jimmy G again. <laughs> it's 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 odd. It's odd. So if, if we'll see, but that looks like what's going to happen as of right now. Okay, here we go. Number four, I have the Atlanta Falcons. Draft uh, starts. Like, draft starts now. Here we go. This is where it gets. This is where it gets funky. Okay, the Niners took Mac Jones. You know what I think is going to happen. The Atlanta Falcons will take Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. <sighs> I think that's their quarterback. And again, Trey Lance to me, I, Trey Lance is QB two for me. So I love Trey Lance. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I think is attracting teams to Trey Lance is that he's already making phone calls, at, like trying to learn the position. He's being very proactive and a lot of teams love that. They love, it shows a passion for the game, a desire to get better. I think that if Trey Lance does that, he's going to go to Atlanta. He's going to say, listen, Matt Ryan's the quarterback. I can sit for two years and, you know, watch them and then they'll move on. It's, I think it's a very easy process. I think Trey Lance is their guy. And like I said, Trey, uh, Terry Fontenot, their GM reportedly loves him. So Trey Lance to the, to the Falcons at four. All right. You got the Bengals at number five. You just made my life a lot harder because now Pitts is there. Pitts is there. Okay. Everyone, everyone is saying the same thing. You know, protect Burrow. Bengals got to protect Burrow. Take Sewell, take Sewell, take Sewell. Yes. Reportedly, the Bengals are very adamant about reuniting Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow. They want that. They want to make that happen. Yep. (laughs) I'd love to. Personally, I'd love to see it. I think it's going to happen. Right? I, I would love to see it. You, sir, just made it much harder because if they have the choice between reuniting Burrow and Chase, throw Kyle Pitts being available. I mean, I'm sorry, man. The, the The first team that can draft Pitts that doesn't need a quarterback is going to take Pitts. I think Pitts will be the first non-quarterback selected in this draft. You really so, think so? I do. I do. So I would – yeah, okay. I'm going to switch it up and throw a monkey wrench into any, everything, and I'm going to have Pitts – I'm having Pitts go to Cincinnati at five. Wow. You that get, really you, screws things up. Yeah, man. Well, good, <laughs> Holy good, cow. Good job. It's your fault. So Penny Sewell and Jamar Chase, the two names that are more that that are tied to the Bengals more than anybody, you pick neither and you take Kyle Pitts. That's funny. That's interesting. That's interesting. I love it. Um okay. I gotta read that is I gotta, bold I, though. I, I will say that is bold because if dude, they are gonna take a pass catcher, right? Right, because I do think Pitts is a a bit of a better prospect than Jamar Chase is overall. But Dude, the do you have any idea how much stuff of, I have to change? Do you have any idea how much stuff I have to change now? <laughs> There's so much stuff I have to change now. So Burrow and Chase. So you, so the Bengals would take a pass catcher in your in your scenario, and right. they would pass because like Jamar Chase, it's not like it's a gigantic step down from Pitts to Chase. Jamar Chase is unbelievable too. No, Jamar like, Chase is the is the best receiver in this draft, but I think he's the third Pitts, best prospect. Like and, I, and, I, Pitts, and Pitts is the I second. I think it's Lawrence Pitts and Chase. I you, think those so, are the three guys. So is is the prospect? Let me ask. In your mind, do you think the 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 potential for reuniting Burrow and Chase is going to be stronger than the potential of having Kyle Pitts? Yes. Okay. I have had Penny Sewell going to the Bengals for like a year. I've had it. I, I've had that happen for a year in the past, like week I've shifted and said, they're going to take Jamar chase. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to look at that and they're going to say, dude, the burrow chase combination at LSU was magical. And they're, it's going to be too tempting. I think they're going to be pulling themselves if they don't do it. Um, but okay, Kyle Pitts to the Bengals at five. I have Miami at six. I think they want to trade down. And again, this is the spot where I think Denver would probably trade up. Uh, but for the sake of this, I'm not going to do that. Um, this is where Jamar Chase goes. Uh, it, again, if Jamar Chase doesn't go to the Bengals at five, 
I think the Dolphins stick and take him at six because he's the best receiver in the draft. You got to make sure Tua works. Uh, Jamar Chase, to me, is probably the best wide receiver prospect that I've seen at least in the last like five years. Uh, he's unbelievable, Matt. Mm-hmm. Route running, deep catchability, 50-50 balls. He's got a smooth uh, break off the line. It's just, He's so good. He's so good. He is so very, he is very good. Okay, you got Jamar Chase with Dolphins. Okay. Uh, this, I think, is pretty simple. Uh, they lost almost all of their weapons last year. Galladay is gone. Marvin Jones is gone. Yes. Uh, Stafford is gone. Jared Goff is there. Uh, they have some nice pieces. I like DeAndre Swift. I like TJ Hawkinson, but they need receivers. Uh, so I think they take Jalen Waddle at seven. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I got to tell you, man, Waddle is one of my favorite guys in this draft. I like him a, I like him a lot. Yeah, I know you do. You've been singing the praises of Jalen Waddle. Do, I, I, think, I think he can do so much, and I think he would have had a ridiculous season last year had he not gotten hurt early on. Um, but, yeah, so I think Waddle to Detroit at seven. Okay. Yeah, I agree. And, and to be honest with you, I, I think that Detroit's done a decent job at trying to replace Galladay and Marvin Jones. They brought in Brashad Perriman. They brought in Tyrell Williams. Like they, They've brought in some guys to at least fill the void. Good complimentary dude. But Jalen Waddle would be the future at the position. That yeah. would be insane. Um, okay. Carolina at number eight. Um, here's the thing. I, I think that if this guy falls to them, they're going to take him. I'm going to take Penny Sewell out of Oregon. That's who I um, have also. That's who I have too. They need to upgrade their offensive line. They need a bona fide left tackle. Listen, their right tackle spot's good. Taylor Moton's a good tackle. Mm-hmm. So they upgrade the offensive line. They've got some receivers there. They can tackle that position a little bit later in the draft. They got to protect Sam Darnold. They traded for him. They'd really like it if Sam Darnold worked there so they don't have to worry about quarterback. So I'm going to take Penny Sewell, protect your newly acquired asset. Yeah, they got the franchise quarterback. They got to do something to protect him. I like that a lot. So. Yeah. Ah, man, I get all the hard ones. Okay, so now I have Denver Den- 9. Now I got Denver See, this nine. one's easy for me. But I had them taking Lance, and now you, you have Lance off the board already. I'm still a quarterback available. I know, but I have him falling even further. And I have that pick, too. I Okay, you know what? For the sake of, for the sake of just pushing this mock forward, I'll, do, I'll, I'll have Denver taking fields at 9. Okay. I'll have Denver taking fields at nine. I do think if they stay at nine, one of these guys will fall to them. I do. I really do. Because I think if, if, if the first three are quarterbacks, even if Atlanta does take one, Mac Jones, Fields, or Lance, one of those guys will fall to nine. I do. Yeah. Because five, five through eight are not taking quarterbacks. So I think one of those guys will fall to nine. Whether it's Lance, I, Fields, Jones, take your pick. I think one of them lands to, to nine. So any of those interchangeable guys – Pick pick them pick them at nine to Denver. I agree. I, I think the this the fear is for Denver is that if they don't move up, they'll get jumped. Someone oh. will. Someone right. will move. Okay. Yeah. Right. So new. So the threat is not that like okay, Detroit is going to all of a sudden take a quarterback. I don't think that that's the fear. Mm-hmm. I think the fear is that if Denver doesn't move up to six, that means Miami will trade back to New England or something like that. And you know what I mean? Like, it'll be something weird. Detroit will trade back and give the pick to New England or the Bears or something like that. And then Denver ends up with nothing. Yeah. So they end up with Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa or something like that instead. So, um, but okay. Justin Fields goes to the Broncos at nine. I have the Dallas Cowboys at number 10. Um, look, uh, I've got my pick here. Uh, Rayshon Slater is, is, is a, um, is a solid option just because you you know you don't know the health about Tyron Smith and everything like that, uh, and then you got Patrick Sertan and J.C. Horn who are you know who've been tied to the Cowboys for a while now. Right. Um, I still think that you know we talked about the prospect of reuniting Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, even though we didn't go in that direction. Um, I think it's a similar temptation here by reuniting Patrick Sertan to Trayvon Diggs in that secondary for the Cowboys. So I'm going to take Patrick Sertan. I think Patrick Sertan does have potential to be the, to be a true number one corner. Um, I think he's corner one in this draft. I think the experience, his length, his ball skills, his footwork, everything like that, I think all of that is really, really good. 
and Dallas needs a corner desperately. So Patrick Sertan will go to the Cowboys at number 10. I'm so relieved to actually finally hear you say something logical about the, the Cowboys <laughs> pick at 10. Well, Kyle Pitts is gone. I can't do anything. You're right. And he will be gone come draft day. So hey, get listen, that out of your head. He might be. He might be. I can't wait till he is. A boy okay. can dream. You're right. Dreams. That's where that's where that fantasy should stay. Okay. All right, you, got, you got the Giants at 11. All right. Same thing. Bunch of different directions they could go. I think their, their priorities in order are line, edge, and receiver. Yes. Uh, I personally don't see an edge rusher in this draft worthy of an 11th overall pick. Me neither. It's, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, so you had Sewell gone. Slater is still available. Slater, I think, is an option. I do think they're going to heavily consider him if he's available. Same thing with uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, same thing with Micah Parsons. I do think that all those guys will be in consideration if they are actually available. Uh, I know what you're going to do. But they're not going to take any of them. They're not going to take any of them. Devontae Smith, aren't they? The Giants are going to draft Devontae Smith at 11. Because first of all, Devontae Smith will fall out of the top 10. I'll say that right now. Devontae Smith will fall out of the top 10. Yes. I think he'll be the third receiver taking. And the Giants did a good job of bolstering their unit with Galladay. They signed John Ross. They still have all the other guys coming back. This whole season's success for the Giants is predicated on the development of Daniel Jones. Okay? They have they I, I Andrew Thomas, their first-round selection tackle from last year. Uh, looked really impressive in the later half of the season last year. Uh, I like Matt Pert a lot for right tackle. I think he'll have a, a bigger role. They'll have a swing role for Nate Solder now that he's coming back. Yes. But they did lose Kevin Zeitler, their best lineman. So that could play a role in, in their first-round selection here. But I think their, their mindset here is just weapons, weapons, weapons. And I've heard Gettleman loves Devontae Smith. So Got that Alabama connection for Joe Judge. I think I think it happens. So Devontae Smith to the Giants at eleven, which could I would very, love. Could very well happen. Um, and Daniel Jones would have no excuses at that point. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Give him not. another weapon, right? Because then you got Galladay, Devontae Smith, Darius Slayton, and Sterling Shepard all at wide receiver. That's not including Ingram at tight end and Saquon Barkley in the backfield. Yep. That's ridiculous. So mm-hmm. uh, I have the Eagles at number twelve. Uh, you know, God, this is tough. You took the receiver, so I'm kind of stuck here. Um, God, the Chargers are going to be it, well. Actually, you know what? Maybe they won't be. I'm going to take J.C. Horn here. Uh, I think they could use a corner outside of Darius Slay. They're a little weak at the position. Um, a- again, it isn't their number one need. They need receivers in the worst way. Uh-huh. But now that the top three are off the board, they're going to take, you know, possibly BPA. Uh, J.C. Horn, really aggressive, really fast, really competitive. I think he'll he fits in Philadelphia well. I'll take J.C. Horn. I have a shocking pick for twelve. I have them taking Rashad Bateman at twelve. Yep, I have them taking Rashad Bateman at twelve. That's how desperate they really? are. For, that's how desperate they are for receivers, and all of them. Like, the top four will be gone. Chase Waddle, Smith, and Pitts will all be gone. <sighs> okay. I think they. I, I think they would do it. Wow. Okay. So who knows, man? They, they might draft a quarterback. We don't. We don't know what the hell's going on over there in Philly. Take Kyle Trask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kellen Mond at twelve. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so I got you. Got the Chargers, Chargers at thirteen. 13. Uh, this is another one where a lot of buzz uh, is going around. They are in a similar position to Carolina. They got the franchise guy. They're going to need to protect him. I have them taking big boy Christian Darisaw. Wow. To protect oh. Justin Herbert. Wow. Mm-hmm. Over Slater? Oh my God. I forgot Slater was available. I forgot this is a new mock. Okay. Change that out. <laughs> you change that out. See, dude, see, dude, your whole Lance at four thing cha- sent a ripple effect through my whole mock. Do you see what I mean? Oh my God. Trey Lance goes number four. The draft gets insane. Okay. So Slater at 13. Now I got to look at 14. All right. Go. Okay. Just so go. You got Slater going to the Chargers. At 13. Good grief. Uh, listen, everything that I've heard, and again, this I'm basing this off of what I've heard. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Minnesota Vikings really want to take Christian Darasaw. Uh-huh. They really want Christian Darasaw. So they're going to take him right here. Christian Darasaw going to the Vikings at number 14. Give him another, give him a brand new franchise left tackle. Riley Reeves gone. So they're paying, him se- they're paying him seven and a half million dollars this year. Who? Riley Reef. Riley Reef is in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, isn't that who you just said? Yeah. 
Yes, they're paying him seven. Never mind. Forget I, it. No, Minnesota. Right. Is <laughs> it's okay. Well, well, after this brief message. Um, <laughs> okay, so here you go. New England number at number fifteen. <laughs> you do have a lot of hard picks. Oh, no. This is not fun. This is not fun. Uh, okay, so fifteen QBs are off the board. All Q, yeah, everyone's gone. So and yeah. they need one badly. Jones, Lance, Fields. See, I some weird here. I have a feeling. I know. I know. I had so last week. I think we had Barmore, who I then changed to Fields. Who I now change again. Hmm. They're loaded at this position, but I think they go Micah Parsons. Okay, I don't I think, think that's crazy. I do, but they they have some really good. Like uh, you got Hightower coming back after opting out last year. They re, they they brought back Kyle Van Noy. Uh, they made a lot of they made a lot of signings on defense. They signed Judon. Uh, so I think batting Parsons to that would get them back to that kind of uh, 2019 elite defensive unit that they had. Yeah. So I think if they return to that, it could kind of make up for their pretty lackluster offense, especially now this, that they're bringing Cam back. Correct. So I think I think Parsons would would make them would turn that unit back into an elite unit that they were uh, two seasons ago. So Micah Parsons to New England at 15. Bill Belichick loves drafting linebackers. He really does. He loves drafting linebackers, so I don't yeah. think that that's crazy yeah. at all. And Micah Parsons. He's got a knack for it. He's the best linebacker in the draft, but he also might be the best defensive player in the draft. So they might just say, you know what? Mm-hmm. We'll put him somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but you're right. They are loaded at linebacker. That's why when I did mine, I was just like, I, duh, Christian Barmore. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't yeah. do it. You just don't know. Right. So. Arizona at number 16. I've, I'm split between two here. I'm split between because it's their two biggest needs in my eyes. Uh, they could go corner with Caleb Farley, but yeah. they could also go interior O line with Elijah Vera Tucker. So I'm a little stuck. I think I'm going to take Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech. They got to get, they got to fix that secondary. I think they're, they're weak at the corner position. Mm-hmm. They lost Patrick Peterson. He fills the void. Yeah. I had Horn going there, so we both had the same idea. I think that's what Arizona's hoping for, is that J.C. Horn or Sertan slips and falls to them, but I think they would settle for Farley at 16. Okay, so I have Las Vegas at 17. Uh, I'm sticking with the same pick I made last time. I think they go Pay. What I like about Pay a lot is, you said it the other day, like, if you watch his tape, he's in on every play. He's in the backfield. He can rush. He can rush the passer. He's a great run stuffer. He can line up almost anywhere. I think Quiddy Pay is going to be the one surprise defensive pick from this draft in an otherwise pretty underwhelming defensive class. I think Quiddy Pay is going to be very good. I so badly want to say that Quiddy Pay is the best edge player in the draft. I'm just scarred by Michigan edge I, rushers. I know you are. Right, like Michigan edge rushers are like USC quarterbacks to me. Mm-hmm. Like it, Taco Charlton ruined all Michigan edge rushers for me. They he just did. So I, I'm, I'm scared about Quiddy Pay, but you're 100% right. His tape shows that he is in a, he is in on literally every play. Yeah. Um, okay, so before I make my next pick, I do want to remind you, don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. You go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. You sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American betting experts. That is American betting experts. Uh, okay. So now I have Miami at 18. I took Jamar Chase before. Uh, Rumor has it right now, this is the report that I'm seeing, is that they are looking for a weapon early, and they're looking for an edge player at 18. So they're going to take what presumably at this point looks like maybe the next best edge player. They're going to take Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Um, And again, he's... You know, I think I think he's from that area, going to college to that area. He stays in that area. 
And Jalen Phillips, despite the fact that he didn't play this past season, this guy is a physical freak, former five-star recruit. Jalen Phillips goes to the Dolphins at number 18. I like it. I like it a lot. Washington. Yeah, Washington in uh, Again, man, just an, um, another team that desperately needs a quarterback. Another team that yeah. would love another trade candidate. They can move up. We'll see what happens. Um, they signed Curtis Samuel to kind of bolster that receiving core. Uh, Antonio Gibson looks like it was a really, really impressive rookie. Logan Thomas, nice tight end. So yep. they do have good offensive pieces. They really do. And that defense is, is stout. Very stout. good. Gra- a very good front seven. I do would, I, I would like to see them take another linebacker just to kind of have that commander in the middle. So I have been taking Jeremiah Uwusu Koromoa to yep. be there to be their guy in the middle. So if you if you look at that front, if you look at that defensive front, you got Chase Young, you got Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Deron Jonathan Payne, Allen. Jonathan Allen, Ryan Kerrigan, uh, and then you add Koromoa in there. That's a scare. That is a for, for you and me for a giant and a cowboy fan. It's freaky. That's, that is not going to be fun. Freaky. But with Ron Rivera as their head coach, mind yep. you, and Jack Del Rio as their DC. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let's uh, let's cool off a little bit. Jeez, <laughs> um, <laughs> Chicago okay. at twenty. You want to talk about a team that needs a quarterback? This team does. Andy Dalton yep. not going to be the answer. Chicago. Um, you look. I think. If they're not going to, if they, it's going to be either offensive line or wide receiver. Um, and I think, oh, this is tough. Mm-hmm. This is tough. I'm going to take Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State. Um, big boy, big culture guy. He's six foot six, 315. The guy is an absolute monster in mm-hmm. the weight room. Um, listen, he might, he's a little bit developmental, but uh, look, everybody that talks to Tevin Jenkins absolutely falls in love with him. I don't think that, and again, Chicago doesn't really need him to be a left tackle. They could stick him at right tackle and be totally fine. So I'm going to take Tevin Jenkins, go to Chicago at number 20. Yeah. I'm between, uh, offensive line and I actually had Caleb Farley dropping here because they lost Kyle Fuller. They need to fill that corner. They need to fill that corner spot. Certainly could. Took Jalen Johnson last year, who actually looked really, really well, performed really good in the season. So I think if they want to get that defense back on track to, you know, top top 10, even top five caliber, they could bolster it with another corner selection. But again, we'll even see if, what happens. Even if all three of those corners are off the board, Sertan, Horn, and Farley, don't be surprised if you see somebody like Greg Newsom in that spot either. Yeah. Because he could go, he could absolutely go that high. Yeah, he could sneak, definitely. All uh, right, India okay. 21. India 21. So Got Carson Wentz in the offseason. Yes. Uh, I love their pieces. I love their pieces. Resign Marlon Mack. Uh, they have a great backfield. Offensive line is solid. <sighs> Good interior defense. They have Leonard in the middle. They have Buckner on the interior. I'm going to have them taking Aziz Ojalari out of Georgia to come off the edge there. Yeah. I had I had Phillips originally until he came off your board, so I think plugging him in at that spot is not much of a difference. So I would take Aziz Ojolari, who I love, by the way. Yeah, he's fast. He can he can put fast, his feet in the dirt. Fast, but his, big. His responsibility has to be to go after the quarterback. Yes, absolutely. and he's really really good at it. And Indianapolis needs edge rushers, so I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm with you on that. Um, Tennessee, Tennessee at twenty two. Top three corners are gone. They desperately need a corner. Mm-hmm. Lost to Dory, Dory Jackson. Lost to Dory Jackson. They're good. Malcolm Butler's out of the uh, out the door. Uh, they could also use a wide receiver. They could also use a tackle. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, I am going to go. You know, I I don't think that this is BPA, but give me Greg Newsom, the the corner out of Northwestern. The safe pick, I think. The, the need is just so big, and there are a lot of people that like Greg Newsom a lot. So, um, I'll take Greg Newsom here for the Titans at twenty two. Listen, I, again, I don't want to dwell on this too much, but is there any reason to say that Tennessee is not going to regress heavy next year? I think they're going to take a pretty decent step back yeah lost lost pieces on defense arthur smith is gone Corey davis I, is gone johnny smith is gone 
You want to know a lot of guys on that, a lot of guys on that team that made it really competitive are now gone, especially their offense, their, their OC. Don't be surprised if Trevor Lawrence takes Jacksonville to second place next year. Don't be in that because I think that division is 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 the Colts to lose. Yeah, think about it. The Texans are going to be terrible next year, right? And Tennessee lost a bunch of people. They signed Bud Dupree to a massive contract, Mm -hmm. but that's that's going to suffocate their cap. It's going to suffocate their cap. And again, Trevor Lawrence a prodigy. Mm -hmm. Like, don't be surprised if he goes ten and six in his first season. Like, imagine what guys do, man. So don't be surprised. Uh, okay, you have the Jets' second pick. Yes, at twenty-three, they got Zach Wilson uh, at number two. Who are you taking at twenty-three? So they got Zach Wilson at two. They signed Corey Davis and Carl Lawson, two really nice guys. I like really good additions. Uh, I like the Salah hire. So listen, they're they're gonna want to they're gonna want to go out there and they're going to want to perform, right? They have, they're yeah. in a, they're in a division with, with Brian Flores and Bill Belichick and, and, and McDermott. They, they gotta, they gotta compete, right? They yeah. gotta compete now. And what they need to do that is they need weapons, right? They have decent receivers. Like mm. I mentioned, Corey Davis, they got uh Crowder in the slot. Denzel Mims. Denzel nice Mims, right? These are good dudes. They need a running game. They need to run a game bad. So I have uh Clemson back Travis Etienne going to the jets at 23. This could be, <laughs> This could lean either way. This could they could go Harris, they could go ETN. It's really a matter of preference, but I just think ETN fits a little bit better in the Jets scheme. I've so. loved that combination forever. Right? I, ETN to the Jets. I just getting that like versatile, explosive, like like elusive back. Takes I think the, makes takes a the, ton of a difference. Takes the pressure yeah. off. Takes the pressure off a rookie quarterback to have that reliable workhorse in the backfield. And they still have uh, Lamichael Pirine, who actually who, who looked like he could he could play a good role there, maybe as like a in like a backup, kind of like a, a third down guy. So right. there, there's a bunch of things. That, that he'll, a, be, he'll be a Tony Pollard to Zeke. Right. There'll be like, a bunch of benefits. Like there, there's a bunch of benefits to to selecting ETN here. So I think uh, that would be a good pick for for the Jets at 23. So Big you got. I have the Steelers at, at 24. 24. This mm-hmm. one to me, I think, is a no brainer. I, I I don't think that they're even going to think twice about this. If he's on the board, they're taking him. I'm going to take Najee Harris. Yeah, um, they it, could they, not run the ball for their lives. They couldn't run the ball at all. They purposely let James Conner walk mm-hmm. and they knew we're going to take a running back early. First, second round, we're taking a running back. I think they see um, Najee Harris is on the board. They apparently really, really like him. So I think they take him right here. Okay. I like, yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, so uh, they need- at 25. They took Trevor Lawrence at one. What's their second pick? They desperately need secondary help. Desperately. Yeah, they do. They took, they took CJ Henderson last year in the top 10, I believe. Uh, nice corner. So I think they need uh, a safety right here. I've had them taking Trevin Morig. And I gotta tell you, man, this is not a super strong safety class at all. It's not. No. And we're seeing more and more safeties become captains of that defense you know we're seeing them get big money we're seeing them get you know people trading to get elite safeties look at jamal adams look at what tyron matthew does in kansas city there there are safeties in this league they, they are important positions so you need that so i think trevin morig goes to jacksonville at 25 because again fills a need and that'll take a lot of pressure off of uh trevor lawrence even though you know, he'll take care of business, but to have a stout defensive unit on the field is equally as important. Yes. No, I agree. Cleveland at 26. Cleveland at 26. And you know, this like just hit me now. Like if this guy gets to them, they might have to take him because they, they could be solving two problems with one player. If Cleveland has a chance to take Zayvon Collins, they should take Zayvon Collins because not only is he, a, a, a first round talent as an edge rusher, but he's a really solid coverage linebacker too. Like he can play both in a four, three with his hand in the dirt or as an outside linebacker in a four, three, he could play as a stand up edge rusher in a three, four or an inside linebacker um, uh, in a majority second level. I, I, I think that there's a lot of things that you can do with him. Like uh, 
Look, I, I think the Browns are hoping for somebody like a Wusu Koromo to fall. But yeah. if that doesn't happen and Zavin Collins is your consolation prize, that might even be a better fit. It, it just might be. So I'm going to take Zavin Collins for the Browns. They should they should be psyched about that pick if it happens. Listen, man, the Browns are going to be a, a very interesting that roster watch so last good. year. So just just think about this for a second. So they signed Jadavion Clowney, right? Yes. Now, we, we've both had our thoughts on Jadavion Clowney, right? Probably one of the more underwhelming number one overall picks in terms of potential that we've seen. The guy's never had a double-digit sack season. You know, he's bounced around the league in the last couple of years. They, I think they really put him on that team as, as more of a distraction while they let Miles Garrett do his thing. So it, kind of having that one-two punch of edge rushers is good. I would like to see them go more interior defensive line because that is kind of a weak unit. So maybe Barmore is an option there if he's on the board. Yeah. But I, I think you're right. Having that solid linebacker, because their linebackers were awful last year. Awful last really, year. Really, really bad. And you got to remember, they're, they're, uh, they took Grant Delpit out of LSU, who was supposed to be a really good safety, right? Tore his, tore his Achilles in training camp, didn't play a game. So they got, that guy, they got that guy coming back next year. And they got Odell coming back next year. And they, they got, signed John Johnson. And they signed John Johnson. The steal of the free agent period was that was Andrew Barry getting John Johnson for that money. That is going to be a great... The Browns are my favorite to take that division next year. They are... They, they're they loaded be. next Their year. roster's the best. They, they should be. Their roster's year. insane. All right, staying with the AFC North, I have Baltimore Ravens. at 27. Yep. Now, for the sake of this mock, I remember, I, I had Bateman in my original mock going 12 to uh, Philadelphia. But for the sake of this mock, I'm going to stick with players that are available on the board. Um, I had Kadarius Tony originally last week, but if Bateman is there, I think that Baltimore should jump and take Rashad Bateman at 27. Yeah. Rashad Bateman yeah. has a super high ceiling. The Ravens have a dumpster receiving core, terrible receiving core. Yes. They need weapons. Uh, I like Dobbins in the backfield. Hollywood is a good slot guy. They still have Andrews for the tight end spot. They lack that true number one wide receiver. So they get Bateman. I think he's that guy. Yeah. And you know what? Rashad Bateman, Rashad Bateman's not the biggest receiver in the draft. He's six one. He's not small, yeah. but he can definitely go up and attack the football. Like mm-hmm. you and I both, like he go, he goes up and he attacks the football, and that's what somebody like Lamar Jackson needs, where his ball placement can kind of be inconsistent at times. Rashad Bateman can can really help with that uh, with that issue. So uh, I like that pick a lot. So New Orleans is at twenty eight. Uh, their roster did not get rated as much as I thought it would. Yeah. Um. So they do still have a pretty decent roster. They're going to go defense here. Uh, I'm going to take Jamin Davis, the linebacker out of Kentucky, put him next to Demario Davis, and try to ha- you know try to form a Devin White, Levante David, mm-hmm. you know. And again, I don't I don't think Jamin Davis is a Devin White kind of player, but he could be a good NFL player next to a veteran, you know, just kind of the same dynamic. I think they're looking at Tampa Bay and they're saying, hey, we can do that. So Jamin Davis goes to the Saints at number twenty eight. Okay, Green Bay at 29. Mike, is this the year they finally get a weapon for Aaron Rodgers? No. Is this the I don't year? think so. Okay. I'm Unfortunately, res- I don't think so. I'm going to respectfully disagree and have them draft Kadarius Tony at 29. Oh, God, that would be so scary. I would love to see it. And I didn't. Matt think- Okada yesterday told us that this guy is a freakish He's route runner electric. And I, and, and, and you pair him opposite of the best route runner in football and Devonte Adams, right? You give Aaron Rodgers all the weapon. And listen, they brought, they brought back Aaron Jones. I, I don't think anyone saw that coming where they gave Aaron Jones the four year deal where he, it was almost guaranteed. He was going to leave. Right. I thought they would allocate that money to keeping uh, Corey Lindsley. They did not, but they're pretty focused on giving Aaron Rodgers, you know, finally giving him the weapons he deserves to work with. So I think they they take Tony. That's going to be a scare. That will be a scary pick and a great. And he's pick a smaller the, receiver. A lot Bay. of their yeah. guys are big. Valdez, 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 Scantling, Allen, and Adams are both big guys. Both right. big guys. They still have Tanyan as a tight end who's super productive last year. You get you get a switch twitchy guy like Tony in there. Great fit. I love that fit. This is really tough. So I have Buffalo at 30. Yep. 
I, mm, Greg Rousseau, Miami. Okay. Big edge rusher. They need guys on the defensive line. Uh, I, I think, again, if this guy played last year, I think we're having a different conversation about where he is in the draft. Plus, he's going to be at the draft, so I think that he definitely got a first-round promise. Mm. I'm going to say Greg Rousseau goes to the Bills at 30. I think that's that, a good spot. It, it is such – he is such an unpredictable guy in terms of, like, landing spots. Oh, certainly. I, he could – dude, he could go, like, top 15, or he could go, like, second round. Don't, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants took him at 11. Like I, I wouldn't be shocked at that. I I wouldn't. And I love also that. would. I First, also would I, be shocked if he got taken at forty. Like I, I I wouldn't love if they if the Giants took him at at eleven. I know you wouldn't. Wouldn't wouldn't love that. I think they're safer. God, I have so much faith in him. His like, ceiling, just, his ceiling is so high. Dude. So high, dude. He's, boy, he's like six six. He's lanky. His arms are. He's got tentacles. The guy's crazy. I know. He's a physical freak. Yeah, very very raw guy, but I think it's he the had right situation. fifteen and a half sacks and nineteen and a half tackles for loss mm-hmm. for Miami in two thousand nineteen. He was a freaking animal. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. an animal. He's second he outproduced Jalen Phillips. He was second only to Chase Young, if I'm not mistaken, in sacks in college football. He outproduced Jalen Phillips. That's something. Mm-hmm. So, Crazy. all right, you have Kansas City at number thirty one. This is your last pick. Yeah, I think this is pretty simple, man. Mitchell Schwartz is gone. Uh, Eric Fisher's gone. They des- desperately need tackles. Desperately yeah. need tackles. They signed Joe Tooney. That'll that'll firm up the interior um, offensive line. But they need tackles bad. So um, take your pick. I have I have them taking Samuel Cosme from Texas. Uh, but uh, Jalen Mayfield. Uh, you know they could take a guy like Liam Eikenberg. I-, I think any of those guys really are in consideration for thirty one. So I have Cosme just to put a name to it. But they're gonna take. They're going to take a tackle there. One of those guys. They absolutely need to. Can't risk Mahomes going down this year. They can't have him, you know, they can't do it. Look at the division. Look at the pass rushers they got in that division. You got Joey, you got Joey Bosa. You got Max Crosby. Uh, I got Bradley Chubb. Von Miller. Von Miller. Stop. Like, stop Unbelievable. It. Cleveland Farrell. Like, yeah. you got some beasts in that. Guys, gonna, uh, like, they're going to have yeah. their hands full, and they can't, like, Stop. You need to protect Patrick Mahomes. You're $500 million man. Yeah. All right. So I have the last pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 32. Um, <laughs> you know what I just noticed, Matt? You know who's still on the board, right? Elijah Vera Tucker is still on the board. Are you kidding me? Elijah Vera Tucker is still on the board. Wow. So how about that? Here's the thing. Elijah Vera Tucker, I think, is the best player on the board right now. Mm-hmm. Um Tampa Bay could use an interior old lineman just to, you know, because he'd probably start right away. He'd start opposite Ali Marpet or something like that, right? Yep. Um, but they also could use a defensive tackle. Christian Barmore is still on the is still on the board. Yeah. For the sake of him not going of not going in the second round, I am going to take Elijah Vera Tucker. So again, oh, God. Tampa Bay. Imagine? Tampa Bay at this point is. I, they don't have any holes, man. Gets better. Right. They just got better. They just got better. If you, if you had to build a perfect roster, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay has the best roster in the NFL. Yep. The Buccaneers have the best roster in the NFL and they have Tom Brady at quarterback. And now mm-hmm. they just got probably the best interior offensive lineman in the whole draft after possibly getting the best offensive tackle in last year's draft. So uh, I'm not really excited yep. about that. So you sick of Tom Brady yet, Mike? I, oh my God, dude, I cannot wait for him to retire. I cannot wait. All right. Um, so just to recap for you, this is how our first round uh, went. Trevor Lawrence goes to the Jags at one. Zach Wilson to the Jets at number two. Mac Jones going to the Niners at three. The thing that screwed up the entire draft, Trey Lance going to the Falcons at number four. Mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts going to the Bengals at number five. Miami takes Jamar Chase at six. Uh, Detroit takes Jalen Waddle at number seven. The Carolina Panthers take Penny Sewell at, uh, at number eight. Denver gets Justin Fields at nine. The Cowboys take Patrick Sertan at number 10. The Giants take Devontae Smith at number 11. The Eagles will take J.C. Horn at 12. Chargers get Rayshon Slater at 13. The Vikings get Christian Darasaw at 14. 
The Patriots at 15, no quarterbacks left. They take Micah Parsons, the linebacker to Penn State. Uh, Arizona at 16 takes Caleb Farley, the uh, corner out of Virginia Tech. The Raiders at 17 take Quiddy Pay. Miami at 18 takes Jalen Phillips. Uh, Washington at 19 takes Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, put a linebacker in the middle of that defense. Chicago at 20 takes Tevin Jenkins. Uh, Indianapolis, 21, they get Azizo Jalari, a much-needed pass rusher. Tennessee takes Greg Newsom at number 22. Uh, New York, uh, the New York Jets, 23, they get their running back, Travis Etienne out of Clemson, goes to the Jets at 23. The Steelers also, they get a running back at 24. They take Najee Harris out of Alabama. Uh, the Jags at number 25, they take Trayvon Morig, the safety out of TCU. Cleveland at 26 takes Zavin Collins out of Tulsa. Baltimore. They take Rashad Bateman at 27, add a receiver to that receiving core. Uh, New Orleans at 28 takes Jamin Davis, the linebacker, to Kentucky. Green Bay takes Kadarius Toney at 29. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo at 30 takes Greg Rousseau, the edge rusher out of Miami. Kansas City at 31 takes Samuel Cosme, the offensive tackle out of Texas. And Tampa Bay at 32, of course they land a guy. They take Elijah Vera Tucker uh, at 32. Okay. So, that's freaky. Love, hate. What are your favorite picks? <sighs> I'll give you three right. I'll give you three right now. Wait, okay. So the pick that I love on uh, first of all, the pick that I love is Kadarius Tony to the Packers. Mm-hmm, me too. That thing that could turn out to be so incredibly good that I just I I it's just insane. Um, I also love Zayvon Collins to the Browns. Uh, the fact that Elijah Vera Tucker goes to Tampa Bay at 32, that would be nuts. Um, so I'll say those are my three. I, 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 I've got some more, but I'll let you take the reins from here. Obviously, I love Smith to the Giants. I really want to see that. I really, really want to see that. Uh, I love ETN to the Jets. Love that, too. Love I, e- I love, e- I love ETN to the Jets so much. Uh, and you know what, man? I'm going to be honest. I really, really love Fields to Denver at nine. I do too. I love Fields to Denver if at nine. you didn't say it, I was going to. I need to see. I need to see that roster with that receiving core with a quarterback, a, a, a good quarterback. I need to see that with Judy and Hamler and Sutton and Patrick, Fant, Melvin Gordon. I, I need to see it. I and have a good old line. It. And a good old line. Garrett Bowles did. Garrett Bowles actually silenced a lot of people that doubted him last year. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be. Incredible. We're six days. We're six days away, man. Big surprise for you. What was the biggest surprise that we saw? Uh, you taking Lance at four. <laughs> okay. Taking Lance at four. I, okay. I, I really, really don't see them taking a quarterback, man. I really, I genuinely think Pitts. That's where Pitts is going to go. It could be. It you know could be where Pitts is going to go. But like I said, I, I'm sticking to my theory. If the 49ers take Mac Jones, Atlanta takes Trey Lance. Give me, give me your percentage right now of likelihood that your whole Dallas trade-up scenario happens. Give me a percentage of likelihood. I give it a really solid 60-40 that it's going to happen. 60-40. I'm I'm not gonna say like oh it's ninety percent no sixty forty because I think it'll happen, but you never know. Will you in in terms of like overall sports moments? I know you're a Cavs fan, so 2016 is probably at the top, right? That of was overall amazing. sports moments. That was amazing. Would the Cowboys taking pits at two? It would take with the Cowboys taking well, pits be at number the two. Yankees winning the World Series in two thousand nine mm-hmm. would rank. Yeah. Um I know you were also, pretty damn happy about CD Lane last year. I was also three rows behind home plate when A Rod hit his five hundredth home run. That's pretty so sweet. That was really cool. <sighs> would it be if top five? Cowboys traded up to get Kyle Pitts. I would like the unspeakable things I would do. Like it's just unbelievable. I would I would lose it. I'd lose it. I mean, could you ima- Matt, could you imagine that offense? I can imagine it, and that's why I don't want it to happen. I know. You're trying to tell yourself so much 
You are trying to uh, don't don't let Kyle Pitts go to the Cowboys. Jerry Jones, and you've seen the interviews. You've seen him. Jerry I've seen Jones him. wants him so bad. I've, oh, I know. So bad. I've seen him. All right. That does it for us. Matt Catarazzolo. I'm Mike Guido here with you. you. Got us every Monday and Friday from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock uh, Eastern. We'll see you on Monday. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.